he's just an enigma, man. Like, um, the you can never really tell with Joe. He's, as I put it, he's Baldinger's cat because he's both elite and he's not elite, and oftentimes at the same time. The roadmap is out there. If you want your team to be truly elite, you move it to Baltimore. I think it went really well. It was uh, a great opportunity for me to talk about Joe Flacco, which I don't get to do nearly enough. Welcome into the lounge for another very star-studded episode of the lounge. Yeah, we're keeping the guests lined up, and they're rolling through right now. This is a good time. We have a calendar going, too. We actually are doing some like real work behind the scenes in the lounge. It's not like we just strap on the mic and get going. Yeah. We have a calendar now of guests lined up. People, and we're like legit. I would say there's probably about five minutes a week of work behind the scenes. At least. At a minimum. <laughs> Yeah, we're no. doing the heavy lifting behind the scenes. Yeah, it's 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 going to be good. So anyway, today's guest, you heard a little snippet from earlier, uh, from last week, but we're bringing back for the full-length interview, Barstool Sports PFT commenter, and just a words the wise to all the listeners out there, PFT commenter is a little edgy, you know, I mean, he <laughs> says some stuff that we can't get away with. You know, that's why we have him on the podcast. You know, he mixes it up. He does. Not afraid to, to speak his mind. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Pardon My Take or Barstool Sports, just a little tip here. It's satire. You know, there's some satire humor. Yes. Uh, really funny guys, and they have uh, PFC Commenter uh, and his co-host, Big Ed, have the most popular sports podcast in the world. Uh, and Pretty that's awesome. part of my take. So, yeah, so it's a nice guest. It's a nice guest to get on here. Yeah. So before we get to PFT commenter, we got to give a little special shout out. Once again, we did this a while ago, but a special shout out to Logan, who came into the Under Armour Performance Center and uh, I showed him around for a tour. We chatted with him about the podcast. It was really awesome to meet Logan, a, a great fan of the lounge and of the Ravens. Uh, so Logan, if you're listening out there to this one, What's up, buddy? Yeah, thanks happy for, to meet you. Yeah, it was great to meet you, and thanks for stopping into the lounge. You got to see our A plus setup in here. For sure, he was impressed. Logan walked in, and was like, "This is the lounge." <laughs> Yikes! Uh, so no, you got to meet Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle was in the building lifting and stuff like that, and was happy and uh, happy to meet Logan as well. Nice enough to stop and chat for a little bit. So it was really cool, really yeah. really cool. But anyway, without further ado, PFT commenter. We are really happy to be here, and we got to start talking first about Joe Flacco. I'm sure you saw this. He's been named the most attractive player in the NFL. You saw that, right? I did see that list. Yeah. Did you guys read that list? Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of coaches' sons on that one. A lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good point. Yeah, that's it's the genetics from I guess being the son of a coach that makes you really good looking. I was looking through the list. Um, let's see. We got Jason Witten on there. By the way, Jason Witten, kind of a mongoloid. No offense, I don't know if I can say the M word. <laughs> there are actually a lot of guys on that list that I don't personally think are would would be considered that attractive. But you know what? Joe Flacco at the top, um, tough to argue with that. Matt Barkley, what a great looking guy that is. Um, great company to be keeping there at number two. So um, yeah. So so how many times did you vote for Flacco? I didn't even know this was going on. I don't. What, what's the methodology? What are the, these polls here? Is there some? I, I think it's highly scientific, as you guys are probably like a lot of sabermetrics. I think went into this thing. I'm looking at the uh, at the listings here. A lot of these uh, a lot of these guys come from blue cities, blue counties. Might be a little thumb mm-hmm. on the scale action, some fake news going on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're going one to ten on Joe Flacco, what are you giving him? 
Uh, hmm. I, you know, the new haircut's looking pretty good, so uh, that's worth a couple points here. Um, it dep- Here's what it is. If you ask me in January, I give him a 10. If you ask me in, like, early October, I'd probably give him a 2. <laughs> Changes. Well, he's kind of gone through the evolution. You know, like, when he first started his career, you know, 2008, he didn't quite look like it's kind of had the unibrow thing going. What's the next step for him in his whole fashion development here? I actually like the unibrow. If you got two eyebrows, you don't have one. So I'm I'm going to respect the uh, the, the forehead hair on that one. I just think that like with Joe, it depends on if you're dealing with with early season Joe or if you're dealing with playoff Joe. Because playoff Joe, that guy, that that's a smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets all kinds of sexy in the playoff. We, now we know the secret. His secret sauce. Has Joe got anybody pregnant recently? Like, it seems like he's having a kid every offseason. I'm pretty sure. I think Doesn't it, he have another one on the way? I think he's got one on the way very soon. He's up to three, and I think they're about to have four? Yeah, you need to watch out. He's, like, it's one thing to try to be like Philip Rivers off the field, but if that starts creeping onto the field, then you know that you're not going to have any more success in the playoffs. <laughs> it's, val- it's Valentine's Day as we're recording this, so baby number five might be on the way for Joe Flacco. Wouldn't shock me. So how did how did you? We got to get to the bottom of the whole Flacco elite thing with you. Just how did your your fascination, or should we call it obsession, with Joe Flacco really begin? How much time do we have? That's that's a question that I don't know can be addressed like in one calendar day. <laughs> He's an enigma. I think it was uh, Chris Hayes that that uh, little uh, that guy on MSNBC. He said to me one time that the question of Joe Flacco's eliteness. Is that Talmudic question? I don't know what that means, but it sounds really important and kind of religious. So uh, I'm going to go with that explanation for it. But he's uh, he's just an enigma, man. Like um, the you can never really tell with Joe. He's as I put it, he's Baldinger's cat because he's both elite and he's not elite, and oftentimes at the same time he's both. <laughs> he'll do the thing where he comes out for the first three quarters. He'll throw for like negative five yards somehow. And then in the fourth quarter, he'll throw for 250 and three touchdowns, and they'll win. So, um, Joe, it, it's just a great, it's a great sports debate, and it's not one that I think I'll ever get tired of. Um, Florio over at Pro Football Talk, he asked me today, he said, can we just bury this debate? And I said, no, we're just getting started. If Matt Ryan is football, <laughs> then I think maybe we could shift the elite talk over to him. Um, but since he didn't win, I think it, it stays with Joe. And um, he always gives you a couple reasons every game, to believe that he's elite. So do you think that, that Flacco held the edge over Matt Ryan in the whole debate thing? It's not really a debate because Flacco's got the ring and Matt Ryan doesn't have one yet? Yeah, I'll put it this way. Uh, Joe Flacco never blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Great point. <laughs> That's a good note. Well, now, now the debate is really, you know, who's the best quarterback of all time? You know, and everybody's, of course, saying Brady right now, Brady, 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 but... I mean, Brady and Flacco, that's a debate worth having, probably. I agree. I agree with that 100%. And I like how you put the best of all time. The boat, not the goat. (laughs) You know, it takes other elements to to steer a boat. It takes, like, the the ocean. It takes the wind. It takes the tides. Um, A goat is like saying, okay, go do it on yourself and go eat whatever garbage is put in front of you. But if you're a boat, that takes into account the teammates around you. And I think that Flacco... Um, Flacco has two fewer Super Bowl losses than Tom Brady, so I think you have to count that. 
That's right. You got to count the wins and the losses. That has to go yeah. in the debate. Yeah, everyone knows this about Michael Jordan and Joe Flacco in the same sentence. Neither of them have ever lost the championship game. Flacco never lost the Super Bowl. Michael Jordan never lost an NBA Finals. So, transcendent upon sports here, Joe now entering greatest athlete of all time phase. <laughs> so, PFT, you you rocked the uh, Flacco Elite shirt recently when you and Big Cat went on Sports Center with SVP. Do you think that that kind of helped solidify his spot among the elite quarterback? Yeah, finally getting Joe some FaceTime on ESPN. Um, you're welcome for that, by the way. Definitely helped raise his uh, raise his profile, especially in in the off season when. Nobody's really talking about Joe Flacco that much. So, like, yeah, getting him in front of the camera was a really good job on my part. Um, so I actually <laughs> I tried to send Joe some of those shirts last year, and uh, I guess they said that they already had enough down there. Um, why? Here, let me let me turn the tables on you. Let me ask you a question. How come yeah, Joe yeah. hasn't come on my podcast yet? That's a great question. You know, it's funny. We got we got Joe on this podcast, but here's the thing. So we see Joe every day, and we Ryan and I have both been here for five-plus years, seeing Joe every single day. And we probably had to pressure Joe for about six months to get him to do this podcast. So, But he hates us way more than he probably hates PFT. He loves PFT, I would imagine. Can you, is that confirmed? Can I take that quote that Joe Flacco loves PFT commentary? I would say you could quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the record. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I'll run with it and get it tattooed uh, on my ankle. <laughs> Do you think that if you just gave Joe a phone one day and said, here, talk to the person on this end, and like he didn't know that it was a podcast, I could just like talk to him for 15 minutes and record it? That's a good idea. That's another way to do it. You know, the best way to try to get these guys to do things is to not tell them what they're doing and signing up for. So just hand him a phone, and then all of a sudden – He's talking to you, on the, and he doesn't realize it. I think you're really getting somewhere. Basically, that's how we do all of our journalism. It's bamboozling. Teams, they, they love that. Exactly. <laughs> well, we tried to get Joe to wear the shirt. You know, Pitta was, had it one day, and he was telling Joe that you should wear this after a game. And we asked Joe when we talked to him, would you ever wear it? And his answer was basically, he didn't say no and shut the door. He said it's probably not going to happen. So... The thing here we got to brainstorm is how we get him to wear that shirt after a good game. Mm-hmm. I I think you just hang it up in his locker. Joe strikes me as a kind of guy that that plays what's in front of him. So if it's the only shirt that he has in his locker, he's just going to put it on, and not really pay attention to it. It's a good call. Just read the locker. <laughs> not. I mean, it worked for whoever stole Tom Brady's jersey. That yeah, that's a great point, and that's another. You know, I'm calling false flag on that one. I feel like Brady is a guy that needs to keep his name in the news. I think it was Brady just trying to be like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm a victim, guys. Hey, oh, pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, I got to ask you about the Patriots, too. So we all know your boys like Rappaport and Breer. You know, those guys love the Patriots. We obviously do not love the Patriots. So are you signing with them or are you signing with us? Ravens all the way. It's not even a question. Nice. People forget that the Ravens were, were like a, a field goal and – um, a drop pass away from making the Super Bowl again a couple years ago. People don't talk about that enough. Uh, Patriots, like I said, they're kind of choke artists in the Super Bowl if you do the math, and you see that they've lost two of them. Um, the Ravens, last time I checked, 2-0 and in Super Bowls, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I, it, the roadmap is out there. If you want your team to be truly elite, you move it to Baltimore. So um, I don't think that the Patriots are really in the same class as the Ravens about anything. <laughs> so, so your guys' podcast, part of my take, is uh, the most popular sports podcast out there. You know, a little shout-out to you guys, a little pub. 
Um, so here's our, our, our question. Kidly podcast. Yeah. You, you need the pub from our yeah. Kidly podcast. Our gifts from us to you. You're welcome for that. So how do we get the lounge, this podcast, to take over part of my take, or at least compete with it? Mm, I've got some advice I don't think I can say right now. Uh, make up <laughs> stories. That's That works for us a lot. Um, get in. Oh, here, here's what you do. Get into radio wars. We kind of already started this a little bit with the Steelers, um, but you need to start talking trash about the Steelers and then send it to their podcast people. Nice. That's a good idea. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you 30 seconds to bash the Steelers podcast, and then we'll see. Ready to go. Ooh, I'll say this. The Steelers podcast is what, Behind the Steel Curtain? Or that's like their blog or something like that? And that seems like a, a Russia reference to me. Ooh, that's getting political. Getting political. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what the beautiful thing about this is that neither you nor Downing can spell. And Downing says grammar's overrated these days. Yeah, I want your help in this one. I don't think that grammar really matters these days. Agree or not? Yeah, 100%. Like, when was the last time that you actually read something? Nobody reads stuff anymore. If it can't fit into an Instagram story or, like, a Snapchat, it's not even really news. (laughs) I've been saying it all along. I'm glad I finally have someone to back up my point here. Yeah, humans are visual people, right? You didn't have – I'll put it this way. When we were out killing animals and stuff as cavemen – you didn't have people writing on the walls. You had people, like, drawing pictures of naked cave women and, like, the cool deer that they just killed. So, like, <laughs> instinctually, we are more prone to the visual arts um, than, than we are uh, to actually, like, sitting down and reading something. I totally agree with you. So here's, you know, going back to getting Joe to talk to you, if you, could, if you had Joe on part of my take and you could ask him one question, what would that question be? Ooh. I mean, you really put me on the spot here. I, as much as I want to go and ask him about the E-word, I, I think that that's probably better left unsaid, keep a little mystery to it. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I probably want to know if his younger brother was elite. So I might want to know about that. I um, hmm, also might want to know why he uh, doesn't just throw the ball deep on every single pass and let his <laughs> pass interference, because that's, that's Joe's forte. And I feel like if he just threw the ball like 40 yards up in the air every time, um, they would just get a P.I. call. You're saying just like a moonshot. Yeah, like 500. You remember that game, 500? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if Joe, if the Ravens offense switched over and um, instead of doing this like special team stuff that Harbaugh brought in, just like <laughs> airmail passes every single play, I feel like they would gain an average of 45 yards a pass. That's a good strategy. I think we're going to have to take that one down the hall and throw that to uh, Marty Morningleg and Coach Harbaugh and see what they think about that idea. You think you're really onto something. Also, I'd want to I'd want to ask him um, how weird it was playing for a French or Canadian coach in Mark Trestman. He's French Canadian, right? Yeah, he only spoke French. It was really weird. Yeah, that's what I heard. He was <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much, PFT. Uh, the, my last question, our exit interview here is. Uh, you know, how do you think the interview went, and how many dumb questions did Downing ask you? Um, you know, I think Downing, well, it's tough to say, because if every question's dumb, then none of them seem dumb. So uh, I, think, <laughs> it was, I think it went really well. It was uh, a great opportunity for me to talk about Joe Flacco, which I don't get to do nearly enough. So I want to thank you guys for giving me the forum, and uh, feel free to start radio wars with other teams. Ooh, prank call the Steelers guys, too. Do that. Oh, prank call. That's Ooh, a good that's idea. That's a great idea. Nice. All right. Well, PFT, thank you so much. Give me a little wet the beak on that on that uh, on the podcast check if it really takes off for you guys. All right, we'll do. We're gonna we'll do that do. for you. Appreciate that. Okay. Bye, guys.
Thanks, man. See ya. So that was BFT commenter, and uh, he's one of a kind. There are many people in the media <laughs> landscape that are like that guy. No, yeah. We wouldn't be able to get away with half of the things that that guy says. And I will say that there is probably one or two things that were edited out of that podcast. Yeah. The unedited version will never see the light of day. Yes. <laughs> there are definitely things that uh, could have caught the attention of some people in the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, So appreciate the time for PFT Commenter. And uh, also, by the way, if you hear a banging, consistent banging in the background, that's because the lounge is... We're in a temporary lounge right now. The original lounge is no more. The construction zone in here is pretty... There uh, might a wrecking ball could come through at any time right now and take us out. (laughs) It really could. It's nonstop around here. I might go insane. I might literally go insane from the constant Are you suggesting that you're not already? Yes, I am suggesting that, but I'm close. All right, so after doing the interview with PFT Commenter, now we have to get to something that we've all been waiting for for a very long time. A lot of listeners have been waiting for this. The long-standing contest that we've been holding, if if you forgot, Rat Boy came on the podcast early on last year. Like October or something. Something like that. And he was a fan favorite. He was really, people really responded well to him. We got a lot of emails about Rat Boy. Yes. The problem is that you know, the Rat Boy didn't like being called Rat Boy, especially <laughs> around the office and especially by his bosses. So anyway, so he said, I'm not coming back on. He basically held this ransom and yeah. said, I'm not coming back on the podcast unless I get a new nickname. So we launched the contest. We put it in the, the hands of you, the fans, to give him, to come up with suggestions at least for a new nickname. And today, right now, we welcome back on Cody Williams. And Cody, we're going to read you the list of nicknames that you could get, and you're going to pick which one you want, all right? So we're being very kind to you, okay? Don't forget it. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's good to be back on not as Rat Boy. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. The artist, artist formally known as Rat Boy. All right, yeah, so is that great. one of the suggestions? The that artist is formally not. Known? That was my suggestion. Yeah. And just That would be better than the list of options I have to choose. <laughs> it's not a very good list. We did have, what, hundreds, thousands of entries? Thousands, thousands I would say. Of Tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah, it might be tens of thousands. And uh, just to remind people, the winner here, that Cody's going to pick. Mm-hmm. They will get a autographed John Harbaugh poster. Well, a no, po- no, poster no, autographed no. by John yes, Harbaugh. Yes, a Kyle Bowler poster <laughs> with a milk mustache on it. Uh, no, with, that has a Fu Manchu on it, a yeah. Joe Fu Manchu sticker over the milk mustache, and it has John Harbaugh's autograph as well as our autograph, a bunch of people, just My any random, autograph. some interns from three years ago. Yeah. And, and my new your, name will be autographed on there. Oh, Ooh. are you? Is your real name autographed on there as well? You probably signed that. I right? probably did, right. but I we can't do, remember. We need to so. get his new nicknames on there. You're right. I probably did at one point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the names. Uh, I'll run through them quickly. Splinter. <laughs> Sticking with the rat theme. There's a lot of rat themes on here. I was a fan. Of people Ninja loved Turtles. it. I was a Ninja Turtle, but I was a Michelangelo guy. I oh. like. Yeah, okay. I liked Michelangelo. I was too. a Leonardo guy, but all right, we move on. All right, Kramer. The Common Man. Mm-hmm. Not bad. King Cody. We're going to go ahead and cross that one no. off. Yeah, I like one, it. That no. one's come no. off. No. I like no. it. This one, Geekster. I like that. We'll That's get good. to actually the geek stuff here Pertinent. in a little bit. Squirrel Master. <laughs> I don't get that one. Does anyone get that one? I'm not sure I get it. I mean, I squirrels kind of look like rats, rat boy, squirrel ma- I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Magnificent Code. Let's cross that one yeah, off. No. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Uh, Brote. Let me explain it though. Brote. No, Brote. 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 It still contains his original Rat Boy name, but it's changed around. This the way letters are changed. Yeah, you mix yeah. it up. 
This way he stays Rat Boy, but the order of things changes. Bro, like that. that one's it's bro actually bro t- it's bro t- it's bro t- 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 Bro, Tay. Do we know who sent that oh, one they, in? They Do we have the name the, for the pronunciation right next to it? T T E A. Yeah, but Tay. We're calling it Bro Tay. I'm, I'm gonna go out there it, and say right now that I will go into our whoever wins this contest will send the prize to. I will go into our personal storage closet of prizes, pick something out, get it signed, and send it to whoever submitted Bro Tay for being the dumbest submission <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I forget. I didn't write down who <laughs> sent that one in, but I like that one. I'm yeah, gonna, I like that one too. That's, that's my one. vote. Horrible. Final, final one is Sir Pump King. You know, Pump King. You don't drink beer, do you, Cody? Not anymore. Quit. Pump King. <laughs> All right. So, do we have a favorite out of that list? Can Here, I see the list you can again? Take the list. Take a look. All right. At let it. me let me go down the list here real quick. Uh, I'm not a fan of Brote, as I mentioned. You're not. I thought you liked that one. Uh, not so good. <laughs> Magnificent Code just sounds weird. Squirrel Masters. Too random. Geekster, no. King Cody is a good one. <laughs> I'm shocked. The common man. Both from the same, Neil same from guy. Portland. Neil yeah. from Portland submitted two of the better uh, choices here. I like Kramer because I'm a Seinfeld guy. I like Splinter because I'm a Ninja Turtles guy. I think I will go with the... with the common man. Oh! Ooh, Dark Horse! As it... Uh, it it kind of fits the fits the bill here, and and some of these other ones are just too terrible to choose. So the common man, common man, Neil from Portland, good job. All good right. job, Neil. All right. So well, welcome from- to the podcast. The common is it just common man or the common Co- man? Please address me by my full name, the. <laughs> it's like the. A, it's like Ohio State. No, 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 no. Man. We're not doing the like the we're, like a player man. on Monday Night Football yeah, saying the, the Ohio State University. Yeah, no, yes. no. You're, Welcome to the podcast, The Common Man. It's good to have you here. All right. I'm glad to have that as a name. And it's kind of a fitting that we picked that name on the day that we had PFT Commenter because Barstool Sports is kind of the Common Man Sports website. Well, and they all have great nicknames. It's PFT true. PFT Commenter, Big Cat, El Prez. El Prez. So you yeah. could be next in line. Those guys are like, hilarious. They're, they are really, really I funny. am fans of Barstool. So you have, you have a lot to live up to with this nickname thing. All right, so we've debated this 100 times. Ravens on the clock. It's, actually, I don't want to say who you think we're going to pick. Your guy, you love him. I don't love him so much, but the guy that you love in the draft is Jabril Peppers, Michigan Safety. I like him at uh, 16, 17. What do we pick? What's 16. 16. 16. I like him at 16. Yeah, but you think he's going to be really good. I do. You saw him in action this year, Michigan, Michigan State play. You thought he was legit. Yeah, saw him live. He seemed like he made every play. Uh, played like six different positions all over the field, tackling, turning kicks, running back, receiver. Uh, guy's just an athlete, can do it all. So here's my thing on Jabril Peppers, because Kuiper had him initially mocked mm-hmm. to us. He's changed that and has been going a little bit later. The guys that are the multiple position guys scare me off. If you're not like a certain, you're not, if, if he's not fast enough to be a corner, he's not big enough necessarily to be a linebacker, a he's also not fast enough to be a safety, he's obviously not going to play running back in the NFL. So, like, maybe he's just like a, a B player at all those positions in college. Does that mean he's going to be good at any of them in the NFL? That's what I'm Does worried about. Does it mean about. he's going to be an A player at any of them? But well, that's what you mean. Here's the thing. You know, sometimes we get a little too cute with our scouting. And what I think is, and I don't mean the Ravens get too cute. I just mean people in general get too right. cute. What I think is, better be if, if a guy can play ball, he can play ball. And I go back to like a basketball analogy where, you know, your best player, regardless if he's the power forward, the point guard, the shooting guard, 
you want the ball in his hands. So you find ways to get the ball in his hands. And that's what they did for Jabril Peppers at Michigan because he was easily the best player on the team. And I think when he goes to the NFL, obviously he'll solidify into one position. I think that position would be like a Landon Collins, Cam Chancellor, in the box, strong safety, can cover a running back or tight end uh, out of the backfield. Can we just say this? We did pull up his highlights, and the three of us watched his highlight tape. And every <laughs> single play, they were every single play, he was making a tackle 10 to 12 yards down the field. I'm like, this is the guy. A hard this nose. This is the guy. Not a flashy guy. Hard nose. Gets the job done. Not doesn't make for a great highlight tape. <laughs> you know, I'm somewhere in the middle on this. I don't on the whole like because I kind of agree with you. Sometimes I feel like if they don't have a spot and you like we kind of saw it with KC this year, right? Like they kind of tried to move him to inside linebacker and learn that. And and when you can't focus on one spot, sometimes I feel like Paul Kruger had a similar kind of thing. Sometimes you can't really blossom at this level because there's a jump. Right, yeah. and so like if if he kind of gets shifted around all that, I think that if you're going to draft your Will Peppers, you better have an idea where you want to play him. Like when you take him, know where you're going to put him, and let him focus on that. Yeah, right. But there is, and I also do agree with the argument that sometimes it's like in high school, right? All like pretty much every NFL player played quarterback, played quarterback and running back yeah. in high school, right? Just because they're the best athlete, and if you let them play one position, then they will show that they can be. Elite at that position. I, so I think at the very is it that kind of situation, you know. I, I think at the very worst, he's going to be a good kick and punt returner. As but a you're young, not drafted a good as a yeah. young professional. Yeah. No, but but look at a guy like Steve Smith, right? Comes into the league as a. But he was like so, a third round pick, I think. Yeah, but he came in and he was you know kind of undersized for a receiver. Started his career really got noticed and and made his mark returning kicks and punts. That's what he went to the Pro Bowl for as a rookie. Exactly, which is what I think will happen with Jabril, potentially. Mm. Before we go, we actually want to ask you a business-related question to the common man. So you're going to the Nerd Conference in a couple of weeks at MIT. Yes, I am. What is the Nerd Conference again? It is the the, uh, MIT Sloan Sports and Analytics Conference. All right, so what is this? It sounds like a Nerd Conference. What is it? So this will be my first time, so I can't tell you everything about it yet. I will have a full recap when I get back. But um, essentially, it's kind of the who's who of uh, sports and analytics, and everyone gathers once a year, uh, both from the business side and the sports side, to discuss you know, the latest trends, the latest technologies in sports uh, in terms of like analytics. So basically, on the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a snooze fest for some of us. Um, you know, it's funny, you look at the lineup of speakers, and it's got, you know, some really big-name speakers uh, that have kind of pioneered the, the analytics in sports. Billy Bean's one of them, right? Billy Bean, yeah, being one of the main ones. Um, you know, I think Bill James has been there. I think, um, you know, Nate Silver is going to be speaking this year. Uh, actually, one of our own, uh, John Urschel, will be there. Oh, really? really? Yeah, John oh, okay. Urschel's going to be doing a little uh, session, so probably sit in on that. Yeah. Ask him some, you know, better questions tough, than tough questions. Some football questions. Yeah. yeah, we'll give you a couple questions to ask him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, do a little reporting. Yeah. And also, in addition to going there, getting ready to go to London. I am going, I'm leaving tonight, actually. Leaving tonight for London. So, so we got to get a scouting mission. Cody is yeah. scouting out London for Garrett and I. Go to maybe a couple pubs. Do you think you'll go to any pubs while you're there? Well, actually, funny story. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of ironic that I'm being called the common man now, mm-hmm. and you should see this place I'm going to dinner tomorrow night. I think I showed Garrett earlier. Yeah. This is going to be the swankiest, ritziest restaurant I think I've ever been in. Really? And I am going to be the most out-of-place guy. (laughs) This place has got, at every table, a button that you can press, and they will bring you champagne. No. As soon as you hit the button. No. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. We're going to have to check it out. Yeah. 
That's sick. And you think the Ravens will expense that place? It's gonna <laughs> be it's gonna be me and my buddies and the common man strolling into this place. <laughs> Seriously, you're just gonna be hitting that button like every like ten Fresh seconds. Fresh off the plane. Probably have red eyes. Yeah, I'm yeah. jealous. That's pretty awesome. All right, yeah. well you scope out the pub that we're gonna tape the lounge from when we're in London. Let us know. All right, buddy? Will do. It's great right, to have well, the common man back. Yes, thanks. It's great to have you back. So when am I going to get invited back on? We'll work on yeah, that. Don't we, get greedy. we got a long list of guests. Everybody wants to come in the lounge. I mean, yeah. we have celebrities that want to come on here. We have here. people banging down our door. Yes. So you're back at the bottom of the list. <laughs> All right. You, yeah. know, but you, you guys have been begging you were, me to you get were on more this fun when You were rat boy. You were way more fun when you were a rat boy, by the way. We don't way use better. that name anymore. Okay, all right, sorry. But all right, calm you are one of the Thank few you. recurring, you're one of three people who have been back on a second time. You, Pitta, and Yushek. So you're in pretty it's good true. company. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, well, thank you, buddy. All right, so that does it for this episode of The Lounge. Thanks to the common man, Neil from Portland, is going to get the uh, Kyle Bowler poster slash signed by John Harbaugh. So we're going to get that sent out. Uh, and as always, you guys can email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. We will talk to you next week when we have another special guest. We, we already lined them up. Yeah, we Way better up. than the common man, let me tell you. <laughs> guests are pouring in, so make sure you tune in next week. we got tight end crack. Yo, we're up. we got a bunch of people, so tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs>